Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So, welcome to another episode of our segment, sub-segment, sub-sub-segment, <laughs> fictional women around the world. And I'm going to start off right at the top that spoilers, this is a spoiler alert for recent Marvel stuff. Even telling you what it is would be a spoiler, I think. <laughs> but any recent Marvel thing. Not going in depth, but the topic itself, yeah, is kind of a spoiler. In fact, for Samantha, who you have not seen Black Widow yet, have you? Oh, no, I have not. Yep. It's very brief. It's very minor. I'm not, it's not really giving too much away. So here's a pause. You can come back later if you absolutely don't want any spoilers of any kind. Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye, Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) You're contractually obligated to be spoiled by me. Son of a... Um, Okay, for those who are still here, today we're talking about Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who goes by Val often, but she says don't call her Val, recently portrayed in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Widow by Julia Louis Dreyfus. Interesting to think that Black Widow was supposed to come out first, so that should have been our first introduction to her, but obviously things didn't play out that way, so most people saw her in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier first. Also, this character was previously played by Lisa Rinna in the 1998 live-action movie Nick Fury, Asian of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I have never heard of, and I am shocked <laughs> that this exists, and I didn't know it. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of this either. Yes, 1998. I gotta find this. Mm-hmm. I gotta seek this one out. So from what we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the MCU, I'm trying to get better about assuming like not everyone knows everything about the nerd stuff I talk about. She seems almost like a chaotic, possibly evil version of Nick Fury, assembling a sort of dark Avengers or gray Avengers maybe for a mysterious organization that she works for. She certainly seems manipulative and very clever, playing on John Walker, who is kind of the like no good Captain America from... Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you aren't sure who he is. Uh, She said things to him like, things are about to get weird. So when they do, we're not going to need a Captain America. We're going to need a U.S. agent. And yes, U.S. agent is a thing in the comics. It's like an actual title. And Yelena Belova's, uh, a.k.a. Black Widow's surrogate little sister, Valentina plays on her pain and anger and isolation, potentially lying to, to both of them to get them to do what she wants. She has access to classified information. She knows, for instance, that Walker took the serum to become a super soldier and congratulates him for doing it. She also knows that Clint Barton was with Black Widow when she died. From what we know, she seems ruthless and cynical. She tells John Walker she would have killed the Flag Smashers too and that he would have been doing the U.S. a favor to have killed all of them. And yeah, the Dark Avengers are a thing in the comics. Uh, They're pretty much what they sound like. (laughs) Sort of the anti-Avengers, bizarro Avengers, like every Avenger, there's an evil version of that Avenger. Like there's an evil version of the whole. Is this like a multi-universe thing? No, no. They're, I mean, like, we've already been introduced to some of them. They exist in the same universe. They're just like an evil team. Um, (laughs) And they're, they're like literally, oh, that's the evil version of the Hulk. Oh, that's the evil version of Spider-Man. Uh, like oh, Venom man. is uh, Scorpion. Oh, anyway. Yes, the opposite of your favorite Avengers. So you've already got a dark Captain America and a dark Black Widow, I guess. Um, some of Marvel's most infamous villains ended up in this group. However, 
because of course things are very complicated in these. Uh, some people think that this team is going to be more like the Thunderbolts instead, which was a team of villains or one-time villains assuming new identities to fill a power vacuum left by the Avengers. And this team was originally led by Baron Zemo, who is the villain in the Captain America Civil War and in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of a in the mysterious non-villain, but kind of villain space. Most people know him because he did that awkward dance that got looped forever. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was very good. But so (laughs) the Thunderbolts are often called... Maybe it's not the Thunderbolt. One of them is often called like the the Suicide Squad, like Marvel Universe's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay, but there's apparently more stuff we know from the comic books. Uh, and what a story it is. As always, when we discuss a, such a huge and sprawling universe and all over the place universe, things yeah. can get messy to pin down. Yes, it does. That being said, in 1967's Strange Tales, number 159, created by writer and artist Jim Steranko in the comics, of Valentina claimed to be an Italian noblewoman who was trained in the world of espionage from a young age familiar. She rose up the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the way up to Deputy Director under Nick Fury, who, by the way, she had a relationship with. Okay, that was new. Didn't know that. (laughs) And it gets weirder. She went on to secretly infiltrate HYDRA, you know, the evil organization that, for those out of the loop, this part I knew, becoming Madam HYDRA, which is not how it goes in the TV version. Uh, Well, wait, though. uh, Madam HYDRA is like a title. Um, so multiple people have been no. Madam Hydra, but also I'm pretty sure I just read while I was researching this that yes, the show might not be canon anymore. Um, How? So I don't know. They always How do you switching take up. things out of canon. Okay, whatever. Oh. Weird. <laughs> Turns out she's actually a Russian triple agent who originally worked for Leviathan, a top secret Soviet science and spy organization, before being recruited into Shield as a sleeper agent. And then Hydra, Lord, one of her yeah. main goals was helping Leviathan's leader recover the ability to create superhumans. Uh, she convinced Hydra to steal a powerful object called the Box and then stole it for Leviathan before turning herself over and being imprisoned. Uh, and then Italian noblewoman thing, an identity given to her and her family by Leviathan. Leviathan recruited her as a child after her parents also Leviathan agents, were killed by Russian agents. What? Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, But she's clearly (laughs) very smart, a great liar, and great at reading people, knows a lot of languages, you know, the perfect (laughs) trained combat and espionage (laughs) agent. And of course, she fooled Nick Fury. She defeated him in hand-to-hand combat too, which, you know, he's getting older. What could happen? And I'm pretty sure this Leviathan reveal that she was still working for Leviathan happened in 2012. Like, kind of recently. I could be wrong, but this was like an ongoing, wait, she's in Hydra? Oh, wait, she's in Leviathan the whole time? Yes, very messy. And speaking of, oh my goodness, relationship drama aside. So when Valentina gets jealous of Fury for flirting with an ex, she flirts with Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, which gets her in trouble with her superior at the time, Sharon Carter. And you can see our previous fictional women episode for more about her. And Fury confronts Captain America about it. Valentina apparently developed real actual feelings for both 
Captain America and Fury to the point that Nick Fury essentially pushed Captain America out of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he didn't like what was going on between him and Valentina. This led to a fight between Fury and Captain America. Valentina intervened and forced them to talk it out (laughs) and come to an understanding. Valentina got back with Fury, participating in missions to protect him from assassination attempts. After she learned that Fury had been for many years receiving supplements of something called the Infinity Formula to prolong his life, she finds the supplier blackmailing him by withholding the serum to get the samples herself, and she does this without telling him. After Fury disbanded S.H.I.E.L.D. for being compromised, she hooked up with S.H.I.E.L.D.'s CIA liaison. Then, Fury restarted S.H.I.E.L.D., bringing Valentina back into the agency. After Fury's partner at the time was murdered um, and Valentina's left, the pair got back together. The reason she gave for turning herself over uh, with that whole Leviathan thing was so that Fury would know where to find her. And after helping and manipulating Hydra and Leviathan into destroying each other, Fury frees Valentina from prison. And I was, like, leaving a bunch of stuff out. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, obviously, there is a lot of problematic stuff in all of that about her being Nick Fury's girlfriend, Um, cat fights over men with Sharon Carter, men fighting over women. Often, her costumes are hypersexualized as well. Not all the time, but sometimes I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? (laughs) Did she make a tube top, though? I didn't see a tube top, but I saw what looked like kind of like a backless, like leather, bright, shiny leather, backless, like tight jumpsuit sort of thing. Short shorts. I, exactly. I can't answer these questions. (laughs) All right. Well, under S.H.I.E.L.D., Valentina joined a group called the Fem Force, a group of top female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents led by Sharon Carter. Valentina served as the second in command. To keep suspicions off her, she did help out S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot with villains like Doctor Doom and Quartermain. She worked with heroes like Daredevil and, while under mind control, tried to kill Spider-Man and Black Widow. Whoops. Uh, Some speculate that in the MCU, this character is filling the role of another Marvel character, Valerie Cooper, a government official who worked with superhumans and was responsible for recruiting John Walker. Others have pointed out that in the comics, her character was kidnapped and impersonated as part of the Skrull invasion, something that could be at play here, especially given the post-credit scenes in the most recent Spider-Man movie. Yeah, so the scrolls, if you saw like Captain Marvel, are the sort of reptilian alien race that can impersonate other people. And I guess more spoilers. It was kind of revealed that maybe not everyone is who you think they are at the end of the most recent Spider-Man movie, that some people are scrolls. So some people think that maybe it's this going on. I personally have my doubts, but it could be. It very well could be. So this character kind of gives me this feeling, as does a lot of Phase 4, that (laughs) it's a new world than what it was when a lot of these heroes got their start and that we need to adapt, which in some cases could be good and others could be bad. The way she speaks sounds very, the ends justify the means to me. Uh, The business card she gives to John Walker has a white side and a black side, perhaps meaning she sees good and... Good and bad is like ultimately the same, and or she is willing to cross lines to be on whatever side is winning or serves her best at any given moment. Or maybe she just thought it looked cool. It's possible that I'm reading too much into these things. The writers have said that this character is going to have a bigger part to play, so we'll see. 
And speaking of Marvel villains, uh, definitely planning on coming back and talking about Ravona Renslayer from Loki soon. I know probably a lot of people have questions after that uh, season finale because it just got renewed. So yeah, definitely. I'm ready. <laughs> Lots of things. Oh, there's so many things. How will I ever get to them all? <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, gosh. It is, it is an excellent question. And uh, listeners, if there's somebody you want me to move to the top of the list, if you've got questions... <laughs> about some fictional women, please let us know. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Oh, thanks. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You's production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 